Welcome to Business Influencers. Hope everyone's having a great week. We are so excited that the show continues to grow here on the Tell.org, our Tellradio.org website. And we are so excited that each and every week that everybody is sending emails into us, letting us know what types of content they're looking for to help move their business and personal success to the next level. We are excited, as always, to bring in guest experts, subject matter uh, experts, sharing their words of wisdom and insights to help move your business to the next level. Today's show is being brought to you today by Alumni Direct. They're a new social media community platform dedicated to bringing alumni together from all different generational types, an opportunity to rekindle old relationships and perhaps meet new people for the first time. What's great about Alumni Direct, it takes all the, the noise and notifications out from other social media channels. You get to come in on your time without a, a, any of that noise and be able to share authentically content of interest that you can build solid relationships from. Maybe perhaps land your next job opportunity or perhaps your next business venture. It offer, also offers a wide variety of affinity programs available to members. So feel free to check them out at alumnidirect.com, alumnidirect.com. Great. Well, we've got a great show for you today. We're going to be talking about selling in the world of AI. Now, if any of you are not familiar with AI means, that's artificial intelligence. And we're going to be talking to Denise Mertha Bachman. And Denise has been in software sales for over 25 years in the AI ML, which is machine learning space, for over 10 years. She helps clients and enterprises to convert more prospects into qualified leads using AI, social selling, and individual branding, resulting in increased pipelines and revenue generating opportunities. And without further ado, we welcome Denise Mertha Bachman to the show. Denise, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. That was a mouthful. Thank you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I am used to doing that as a host. So, uh, well, Denise, you and I know each other very well. You and I communicate quite a bit, you know, being uh, we talk about business and we talk about, you know, just like like life in general. Talk a little bit about, you know, we're in this world of AI. I mean, you hear that word AI, AI this, ML this, and it's something that is, you know, it's here to stay and it's here to complement people to do bigger and better things. Talk about a little bit why, you know, that in our world, how AI and ML can be quite effective in helping us to really develop better relationships with people and sell. Yeah, so I think, first off, I want to make sure everyone knows that it is already here. It's been here yes. for a while. It's probably progressed to a state that we are, that is well beyond what we know meaning that the government and various different companies have probably been exploring and enhancing for years now. I mean, just utilizing your phone, you have AI facial recognition in order to open up your Apple phone. So it's here to stay without a doubt. So let's embrace it, right? And how do we embrace it and use it to continue to build our business, building our clients, our pipeline, and therefore gen re generating revenue? It's really about making sure that you find the best AI solutions or automated solutions for yourself, still keeping the human touch, however, as part of the process. So you want to take advantage of all the automation that is possibly out there because we are quite busy. There are so many things that we need to make much more efficient, but you still need to have that human interaction so that you don't allow your customer to know that it's all automated. And more importantly, 
so that you're engaged and know what's going on and you have ultimate control over. I think where my fear is, is that there are so many people when you say AI, which may take us down a different path, but when I, when I talk about AI, people are fearful of it because they think about Big Brother and how it's invading their space and their privacy. But it could do so much good for you if you were just better educated. And the more educated we are, the more involved we will be. And the more involved we will be, the more that we will help uh, in the trajectory of AI and machine learning. The more we stand back, I liken it to the old 70s or 80s movies um, where you have the spiders. And I don't know if you recall, it was like the um, return of the spiders or attack. Yeah, I remember those like that late, late 70s, 80s. I think I remember those. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, people would, there would be a couple of spiders gathering together, building this web and people either walked by and looked at it a little puzzled or walked by and didn't even, um, you know, see it or notice it because they were just in their own little world. And then all of a sudden spiders took over. That's what AI can do if we're not careful with it, but it can do so much good. So get engaged and educate yourself and start utilizing some of those tools so that it can be the AI of the future that we want to have and to work with. Would it be safe to say that, Denise, when you think about AI and machine learning, I mean, there's so many things with, you know, how it's recording metrics and, and, you know, uh, you know, routines and behaviors or whatever. There's so many things that, that, that it can do to help us be more effective in how we sell our products and services. Would it be safe to say that when we're allowing the automation to do that and collecting intelligence so we can analyze things to be more efficient and productive and offer better quality to our customers, that it's really freeing us up now to really focus on what we're really good at, not to say that every person is, but, you know, but, but if you're in sales, you're, you're going to be good at connecting with people that we can really build solid, authentic relationships rather than transactional relationships where, again, we're connecting on those values and we can be a tr- like more like a trusted advisor to them. And from those relationships and those experiences, they, 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 they're long-term customers and they refer people. Would it be safe to say that that allows that process to unfold if, if worked properly? Yes. So let's take it more on a small business perspective. If we, we could liken it to a larger enterprise and I could give you some examples there, yeah, please do. But, but, but let's start just with the small businesses, because that's what a lot of us who watch some of these live streams or podcasts really um, are. We're small business owners for the most part, even if you work in a corporate world, you're still your own small business in the corporate business. That being said, things like Hootsuite, for example, the ability to schedule your content and allow it to pull content that is not your content specifically, but relatable content so that it resonates with your prospective clients. So it doesn't look like it's always about you, but instead you are educating them about things outside of just what you do, but compliment you and you become then a trusted advisor when you do that. That takes away so much energy having to go out and individually look for articles, tee them up. Then after you've teed them up, you got to make sure that you get in on the right time based on the best scheduling times and manually get it out there. Having products like Hootsuite and Buffer, they can do all of that for you and make it 
a lot more easy. Now, if you think about a larger enterprise, though, you've got solutions in the ABM strategy space. So ABM, for those of you that don't know, that's account-based marketing. And so the goal of account-based marketing is to get much more personalized with your customer, with your potential clients to sell to their initiatives, their intent to buy, their um, goals, etc. You name it. Uh, it you know, you list it, we, it, ma it maps to that. But the idea and conceptually is it gathers all that information about those customers for you so that you don't actually have to do all of that research. And then it can personalize messages to yeah. send to those individual people that you want to contact with specific message tailored about your solution and how it fits into what they're trying to accomplish today. Wow. So, yes. Using automated solutions can help us become so much more efficient and allow us to focus on the more high revenue generating tasks. I love that. I love that. So say, say Denise, that you're a business owner, whether if you're a small business owner or even if you have, let's say you're a small mid-sized corporation, even, you know, you got, you know, a certain amount of people. But you might be a little ignorant to the technology, right? Because you've been in you've been in your business, you know it well but we're just kind of a little naive or ignorant to what's out there. And so what would you suggest somebody that's coming from that, that to say that you don't have to know everything, you just have to trust that there are tools and resources in this space that can do that. What would you recommend would be that first step that they do to kind of, you know, start looking into this area of AI ML to take their business to the next level in, in the times that we're, we're moving into? Well, there are so many different options available, and if you don't know where to start, it, it can be so overwhelming that you just want to throw your hands up and walk away. So instead, what you want to do is evaluate what your daily tasks are what's, and how much time it's actually taking. And is that really getting you closer to your goal? Where could you be spending more of your time generating more pipeline and, and therefore revenue? And where could you then, those tedious tasks that could be automated, which ones of those could you automate? When you can figure out what that is, then you can go out and look for a solution. Because as you know, even just for that one little area, one little task that you want to do, there are now probably 50 new companies that have popped up as startup companies who can, who can do those. Who can who can help you in those areas so for example what i would say one of the things that can be the hardest is generating content on linkedin twitter facebook especially if you're an organization that's been around for a bit you've you built a little bit of a brand and you've got to keep in constant um communication with your with your community to do that i would say use something like a hootsuite Go ahead and prep your content on Monday morning if you're not willing to work on a weekend. Get all your content ready that you're actually going to physically write out, edit it, put it up in Hootsuite, schedule it, then go look at um, Buffer or even some of the Hootsuite streams and look at what some relatable news is that you could actually include and put those in and schedule them. Do them all. You can spend just an hour on, on one day, whether that's a Sunday evening or a Monday morning or heck, even a Friday afternoon, 
and you can get, knock it all all of your social media out in one hour for the entire week. Wow! Be amazing. Yeah, it really it, you know AI again. It's just it takes a lot of the mundane tasks that normally sales either whether the direct salespeople or sales enablement would have to get involved, and now you're freeing them up to do higher end engagement, which obviously is that personal touch. And if they if they get to know people like you that understand the the, the you know the playing field, and that can take a lot of the guesswork out, that can refer people where that maybe hey this source might be great for this type of organization in this type of industry, but this source will be better for you. It doesn't mean it's one size fits all. That there are choices, and depend upon what you're doing. That so it doesn't have to be overwhelming if they are able to really connect with sources that understand the playing field and help them navigate to where, where they are and where they're going. Exactly. Sources like myself, who know yes. all the solutions that are out there, who have worked with small small businesses, who has been a small business owner, who works in, a, in the corporate world for a larger organization. So there are so many options based on size of company, based on uh, content or what you want to accomplish, and then based on price. Sometimes price is a key factor. A small business owner is not going to have the same amount of budget that a large corporation is. So Mm -hmm. their options may be a little bit more limited. So really having someone come in and help you evaluate where you're spending the most of your time doing some of those mundane tasks that could be automated so that you can focus on other areas that that are producing much more pipeline and revenue and generating more revenue having someone come in and evaluate that and then give you suggestions based on your needs, your company size and your goals and objectives. Wow. That's powerful. Is there anything that you could share? Like, just like, uh, like if there, uh, you know, if we're just, I mean, again, I know it's not one size fits all there's, you know, going to be different scenarios for, but what would be like a process that, that you would see, you know, let's say if it were just, you know, some typical company, they're looking to incorporate some AI into their sales enablement, into the sales process. What would be like a like a, 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 a typical process they could engage in, you know, even if it's generic and a time frame that they can get something ramped up and moving along to start really scaling their 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 sales and their business. Yeah. So interestingly enough, um, when you look at the industry today, and I, I didn't have, I don't have the stats ready for you today. Yeah, but that's fine. There's some significant stats, and and so don't quote me on them. But it's um, it's something like only 20% of organizations worldwide have AI as a budget line item as mm-hmm. an initiative for this upcoming year. So AI is not something that people have budgeted for. And nor are they actively looking for because one of the fears of having an AI solution in a corporate world is the fear of losing your job, taking over someone else's role, right? Yes. Um, if you, there are experts out there that talk about humanizing AI and how negatively impactful it is to have AI implemented because it does take away jobs. It doesn't really have to take away jobs, though. There is an organization where I used to work where everything started to become automated. And for every automated task, people that had to do those tasks manually were then repurposed. And they became then automation specialists 
or they became workflow specialists or they or they were specific in an area where there were 20 workflows created for one process right so i think if you're an organization today looking at um just your business how are you going to keep up with the dynamic changes that are happening and the demands that our customers are asking for. The demand is that they want things now. They want it quick, they want it now, and they want it to be as, um, as accurate as possible. So look at what is what your people are spending the most time doing and figure out which of those you can automate effectively. And then look at how that fits into an overall project because you don't have budget spend for this year. Figure out how that fits into one of your current budgeted projects and just pull money, set some money aside from that project to fund your AI solution. And you can just do an, an intro. You can do a, a land where you come in and just solved a one use case and then you can expand later and you can yeah. start adding budget dollars as we get closer to the end of this fiscal year so that you have budget dollars associated for AI in the next fiscal year. Does that answer your question? Yes, it does. Absolutely. Great insights what you're sharing here. And I, I am very excited what you're sharing. What would be like, you know, like if you're looking at, you know, the industries that are out there right now, what do you feel are the industries that are adopting AI more on a regular basis and the ones that you feel that might be slow, slow to the, you know, slow to the gate, so to speak, you know, to get started. E-commerce. Yeah. E-commerce is one of the um, fastest growing. Yeah. I can I see offer, that definitely. Yeah. Yes. And uh, interestingly enough, I didn't know this until more recently, but the oil and gas industry has been doing utilizing oh. AI. And you think that when I think of oil, well, I can see with the data, the data, like we, you know, processing data, you know, because that, that you know, the oil is based on a lot of data. People don't realize that, right? They they think, oh, it's just pumping oil out of the ground or the sea. No, there's a lot of they, they're they're processing a lot of data and numbers, and AI and machine learning can play an important part in that. I mean, even just think about this, using unstructured data, sending, using satellite images, getting satellite images sent back to drones, having drones scope out an oil field to determine whether or not an oil well is eroded or where can they build the next oil well in comparison to where all the others are, where are they going to get the best bang for their buck? Utilizing drone technology to do that, that's pretty amazing. Yeah. Who would have thought that oil and gas? I mean, when you think of oil and gas, you think of archaic. Well, yeah, I was going to say, because you, 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 you're in the Houston area, so you got all the oil companies right there. Exactly. So, and they're not archaic at all. They're yeah. utilizing technologies that we only wish we could have thought of already. <laughs> but e-commerce, I would say, would be the ones that are the most likely, the less likely I don't know if I have a good answer for that one. Um, the ones that are less to adopt, I think, are more around the manufacturing, not the manufacturing of products because they've had robotic processes yes, yes. for a long time. But um, it's like, did you know that you could do visual inspections for Q&A, utilizing cameras and drones for uh, to ensure that the product that is gone through the system, you know, through the uh, through the manufacturing system is actually the product that you want to deliver. 
utilizing drone or, or photographs or video to determine whether or not it meets your qualifications and your standards to be sent out. Those are areas where you could see manufacturers, airlines taking a little bit more advantage of so that they can ensure that they're getting the best representation of their products out, not just the manufacturing of it, but actually once it's out. Because we all know who's that, I mean, who hasn't bought something at Best Buy, like a TV, brought it home, and it's got a scratch on it. It was packed right, but it's got a scratch on it. Having someone that could Q&A it, but not a manual effort, having an AI solution do that, that would be amazing. You would ensure that you'd have less, a product out there that didn't really truly represent what you wanted to be to have represented. Yeah, or at least you know it could complement somebody that could be working in that role and cutting back on the number of you know slight defects or potential returns because of that those situations. Well, just think of this because you're in you've been in the airline industry. Yes. Think about the airline industry. For them to do a manual inspection of a plane, which they have to do every three years on average, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, there's a overhaul repair of engines, you know, cycles, they call it cycles. And of course, uh, the hy uh, hydraulics and, uh, you know, other the avionics part, part of the plane. And they're all on different sequences. So some of them are three years, some of them are three months, some of them are six months, but whatever that is, you have to have more than one person and they manually have to go around and check whether it's the outside or the inside of the plane, the engine, whatever it is. It takes at least two or three people. It's subjective. It takes them days to go back and make sure that they've got, that they've not only looked at it, but put a report together and they all agree. Whereas with an AI solution, you could have someone, you could have an AI solution go around and do that work for you in less than an hour and yeah. give you back the information. And it's not subjective anymore. It's now based on what you deem is good or bad. Yeah, no, that's so true. So, so true. I could just see so many things. If, if, if it's strategically done in a way that it's, it's going to help people not necessarily do away with people like in a case Correct. there might be in some cases but in a case that it's going to complement and allow us as humans to really focus on the things that really matter and not getting caught up in you know kind of the other things that that ai and ml can can do and, and can do it on a continuous basis 24 7 not something where as humans we can only do it at you know certain hours of the day because we are humans, we require downtime, we require sleep, that these are things that, that technology can do around the clock. Exactly, well, I would, I would put it in, I would look, think about it in two ways, really. So one, you don't want to take the humans completely out. And yes. instead, what you wanna do is repurpose them. If you're using AI technology, that means you've got the ability to free up someone else's time to focus on things that are a lot more innovative. The problem with today is because we are living in such a dynamic world, there are so many more new products and services available at almost every day. And unless you are a company that are going to continue to innovate, you are not going to be around two, four years from now. Absolutely. If you can automate some of those processes, use those people that are doing these 
tasks that they're getting paid way too much money for and allow them to do tasks that are challenging, that help give you new innovative services or offerings or products that you can bring to the public. How exciting would that be? I mean, that would be super exciting. And the other thing is, I think that if you take the human aspect out of it, AI alone cannot innovate. AI can only do what you tell it to do. Now it can continuously learn, but it can't innovate. So you still need humans to innovate. Got it. So repurpose them, allow them to innovate. And remember, you can't get rid of AI, get rid of humans altogether because AI can only do so much. You still need humans to innovate. Yes, exactly. I love what you just said there. So Denise, this is some really great information that you shared. We're, we're, we're towards the end of the show, and I want to be able to let people know, learn more about you know, AI and ML by learning about you and where they can reach out to you. What is the best place that people can reach out and get to know you or anything you'd like to share in the next minute or so and, and, and what you're up to and, and how you help people in this particular space? Definitely. Well, I also want to just do a quick plug because one of the things that I think that we could do a better job of is social selling in the world of AI. I think so. I am more, if you have questions about AI, machine learning, or even social selling, how to build your brand as an individual in a corporate world, I'm here for you. You can DM me through LinkedIn. I'm also creating a website, so that'll be coming soon. The link is already on my LinkedIn page. It just says coming soon, and when you go to it, there's nothing there, but it's coming. So (laughs) DM me, call me. My contact information you can pull up through LinkedIn, or you can email me at denise at bridgetdenise.com. And I'm here any time of the day to have a conversation with you or answer any questions that you might have. Great. Well, Denise, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day to be with us, sharing your insights and selling in the world of AI. Again, we highly encourage you to reach out to Denise, get to know her. You could also connect with her, obviously, on LinkedIn. She does a lot of great, offers a lot of great content and connects with a lot of people. Definitely somebody you have to get to know. And listeners, we want to thank you each and every week joining us here with Business Influencers. Again, we're committed here at the Touch of Life Foundation with Dutel Radio to deliver subject matter content that you've heard here today, hear from Denise, to help move your business and personal success to the next level. Feel free to reach out to us at chris at christophersalem.com. Let us know what you're looking for in terms of content and how we can help move your business and personal success to the next level. Till then, everybody, have a great rest of your day and week, and we'll see you next week. Thank you. Bye, everyone.